Hi, everyone, and welcome to Meet Me Downstairs. I'm your host and fellow mom, Britt, and I'm very excited to be sharing this stage with you. We are going to get real and honest about the different dimensions of postpartum life. We are going to be joined by a mixture of moms and experts in the field to discuss things like getting back into the actual act of sex with your partner, reawakening the joy of intimacy within yourself, the identity shift of motherhood, different ebbs and flows of relationships, and everything else in between. This podcast is dedicated to moms and our core purpose is to make sure that we are always honoring the woman within the mother. This forum is a place for us just to get together and discuss topics that may not be so easy to do in everyday life. So without further ado, let's get to it and I'll meet you downstairs. It's Monday, first day of the week episode release day. Yay! (laughs) I'm slowly losing it in quarantine, but that's okay because this podcast and these episodes and these women and you guys who are listening are getting me through. You guys are the stars, like helping, helping all these conversations be heard. It's just so wonderful. And Um, You know, I was taking a look through the analytics and we have followers and listeners from literally like all corners of the world. It's amazing. And it's because of guests like today that we can do that. So we have another Hawaiian mom. Her name is Brittany Valverde, and she is joining us to talk about her motherhood journey. So today's episode, we kind of actually touch on all three of the pillars that I basically carved out to define this forum. So we talk about self, we talk about woman, and we talk about mother. And we kind of just go into really the importance of creating space for you, the woman, which is, as you know, I'm sure if you listen to every episode, you know, I say this, but it's about honoring the woman within the mother. And that's really what we're getting into today. It's such an incredible conversation. Brittany is so honest and she has such an eloquent way of speaking. Um, It almost sounds like poetry. So it's really, really beautiful. And I know you guys are going to love this so much. So let's get to it. Welcome to another episode of Meet Me Downstairs. We have a wonderful guest all the way from Hawaii. Um, Brittany, can you just introduce yourself, let us know what you do, introduction of your family, and then we can get started. Thank you for having me. My name is Brittany Valverde, and I live on Kauai in Hawaii. Um, I'm originally from the island of Oahu, which is um, a pretty cool metropolitan city in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Um, On Kauai, where I live now, it's super beautiful and lush and green and more of country living. Um, I've lived here for about 11 years and I wear many different hats. Um, To answer that question of what I do, it's a lot of different things. When I graduated high school, I went straight into esthetician school and I've been doing aesthetics, facials, um, and skincare for the last 13 years. And um, I'm also a certified yoga teacher. 
I have been modeling most of my life and I own a surf school called Hanalei Surf School with my husband, Evan. Um, and it also recently opened a boutique for our surf school. So I'm a boutique owner as well. Yeah, I think that kind of sums up what I do. Um, I'm a mother of a beautiful six-year-old daughter. Her name is Jaya Moon and I have a dog named Rama and a husband and his name is Evan and we live a simple life on Kauai and spend lots of time in the ocean surfing and our days revolve around what the waves are doing and that feels like a really beautiful privilege that we have. That is a very beautiful life that you just painted. <laughs> and um, I can totally relate to the sort of simple island life because I'm doing the same thing just halfway across the world in Barbados. <laughs> so same, same, but very different. Well, I'm really honored that you agreed to be a part of this episode with us today. And I think that we're really going to kind of, I'm sure we'll touch on everything, but um, I think we're going to probably focus on, you know, finding that balance between being the wonderful mother that you are, and then making sure that there's time to care for yourself and to sort of like honor the woman within you, which is really what this whole podcast is about. And just providing some tips or just insight into how you mother and how you can balance that with self-care. I think there's so many aspects that come with becoming a mom and, you know, it's not always what you imagined it to be, but one thing that I've noticed from kind of speaking to so many different moms throughout this process is that it's pretty clear that mother means something different to everyone. And the way that it looks for you is different to how it might look for me. So all of these sort of thoughts on how it's supposed to look or feel and that it's supposed to be this one way and only this way just like really isn't accurate. So I would love to get an idea from you on what motherhood means to you and perhaps even how that shift went from being woman to mother? Yeah, so I really feel like motherhood was an initiation for me to becoming a woman. I got pregnant at 24 and welcomed Jaya into the world shortly after my 25th birthday and you know, of course, in the moment, I felt like I had so much knowledge, like I was ready for motherhood and that um, I had, you know, all of the tools that I needed and knew who I was as a person. And looking back now that I'm 31, there is so much growth that happened within the last six years of being a mother and really discovering who I am as a person. And, you know, those really crucial years in your 20s where you're making mistakes and you're learning about who you are and, you know, the life that you want to live. Um, and motherhood really, like, propelled me into having to figure those things out really quickly and I'm really grateful that I had her at such a young age because I felt really vital through my pregnancy. I didn't have any complications. I wasn't, you know, I didn't feel like a zombie nursing throughout the night. And there's just like really amazing benefits of having a child when you're really young um, because your body can bounce back really quickly. And 
Um, you know, I have friends who are in their like early or sorry, late thirties who, you know, are going on their second, third kids or, you know, friends who are in their forties right now who are trying to have kids. And, um, I feel really grateful to have her in my life because I know, you know, like fertility can be really challenging and I just feel really grateful that, um, I became a mother at such a young age and also it was really challenging. And I think that's where like my journey to really figuring out who I am as a person aside from motherhood really began. And I'm an advocate for mothers taking time that they need without feeling guilty to really like self-discover, you know, go on solo trips, go on little retreats, lock the bathroom door and you know do whatever you need to do to feel in your body because a lot of the times it feels like things are just happening so quickly and you're doing so much for everyone all the time that it's really easy to forget about yourself I remember you know getting back into working out and leaving Jaya for the first time and really feeling like anxious about it and, you know, slight guilt, like I shouldn't be leaving her. Um, and then realizing, you know, she's safe with her father. Like she has all of the love in the world. She's in very good hands. And this is like an opportunity for me to step outside of being categorize as you know that mother and and really taking care of my mental well-being my physical well-being so that I could show up and be the person that I want to be for my family and so it's changing all the time what I need I feel like surfing is like probably the priority as far as like physical activity goes for me I just feel like it really allows me to be in nature in complete surrender in the moment. And, you know, I luckily have a very supportive partner who surfs professionally and, you know, surfing is a huge part of his life and he sees how much it impacts me as a person and is always encouraging me to, you know, go out and surf when the waves are good or, you know, just get in the water even if they're not great. Like he's like kind of my number one cheerleader when it comes to surfing <laughs> or to surfing and it's really cute um and yeah so surfing has been like a really amazing savior throughout my whole life and you know especially through motherhood and um you know finding pockets of time to meditate and it's always a juggle it feels like sometimes you know when before kids you had all the time in the world or I had all the time in the world it felt like to go to yoga and go for a beach run and surf and then go to work and, you know, get my hair cut or whatever it was I was doing. Um, it just felt like the time was endless. And I find myself as a mother now, like saying a lot, like, Oh, we, I don't have enough time for that. Or, you know, even saying to Jaya, like, we don't have enough time. Like we have to go or, and kind of like using that like as an excuse almost to not do certain things like that she might be wanting to do. Um, but that's a habit that I've been trying to break is I actually time is not linear. It's 
it can be stretched, it can be whatever we make it. And I don't want to limit myself time on this earth or in this moment. Um, so that's been a really good practice. Amazing. And I actually just want to circle back to because you mentioned guilt. And I think there's this huge, you know, mom guilt that you hear all the time. Um, that is sort of pressurized and put on us. You're shifting your priorities in order to parent in a way. So how do you sort of combat that kind of balance and, and whatever guilt that comes in, just allowing it to have a presence and then kind of move to the side? I think it's important for us to, like you said, like acknowledge things like guilt or insecurities or judgment or whatever it is that, you know, has like a negative vibration or, you know, might be like kind of weighing on us. It's important to acknowledge those things and then let it go. You know, it's, it's natural, I think, for us as mothers to feel some sort of guilt, um, especially initially as coming into like new motherhood, you know, like you feel like you need to be with your baby all the time, or it might be hungry if you're nursing, you know, like you're their number one food supply. Um, and I think how I got around that is just really acknowledging that like, if I do those things that make me feel really good and fill me and give my soul keeps my soul satiated, then I can come home and be a more present mother, a more affectionate partner. I can be the woman, the mother, the wife. I can do all of those things feeling really good and satisfied and like that I'm taken care of as well as everyone else. I think that's really important to to say because I think also just you know in a comparison between you and me just in our stages of motherhood I'm seven months in so very fresh and you're six years in so even just hearing that is really comforting because I know that there are these moments that I need for myself and it helps to make me feel full and if I'm full then I can give so much more to my son than if I was running on nothing. So like knowing that it's okay to light a candle and do a meditation or have a bath and listen to a podcast or, you know, whatever those little things are to make you feel full and not worry about, okay, I have to do the laundry. I have to clean the kitchen. I got to do all these other things that you have set out in your life and your day and, you know, giving yourself permission to sit back and, take give your or give the woman within you space to rejuvenate herself so that when the mother comes calling again that you're in a fuller place to do that you know because I think especially in the early stages which is where where I'm at right now it's hard to remind myself as well to even do those things because I feel like there's a hundred things that I still have to do and as you said the time to do it is limited and I suppose a 24-hour period but um yeah so that's just wonderful just for me to hear (laughs) (laughs) I guess you know you have a six-year-old and what are some of the ways that 
perhaps your mind mindset has shifted from being that new parent to being um, a parent for six years? Like what are, what are some of the things that just shifted within you and how, how you even parented the way you approach things and, and even in your family life? It naturally progresses into being into a flow, you know, like you get more and more comfortable as the years go by you know, things are constantly changing with your kids. Like there's stages of like the newborn and then, um, you know, like the, the six month old phase and then they're one and then there's walking and, you know, like it's always a progression and some stages are easier than others and some are just so hard. And I remember, um, like three years old being pretty challenging for me because I felt like, you know, she just started walking at nine months and, you know, she was always so independent and could do all of these things on her own and just like did this definitely wasn't her first lifetime. And, um, you know, she's a very old soul. Um, and I think as the stages with our children change, we become more accustomed to like flowing with those changes and things don't feel so like abrupt or foreign to us, you know, and it's funny because, you know, we're in self-quarantine and we have all of this time together and it's so beautiful. And, you know, when you really stop to think, or at least when I stopped to think the other day, I was like, wow, like I've been doing this for six years and I'm going to continue to do this for the rest of my life. And those stages are again, going to like evolve and change, but like I'm dedicated 1000% to this one little human being and how lucky and how what a privilege and so much knowledge has come through being of service to a child and to caring and loving and nurturing and giving your all and you know there are those moments of feeling you know like you could have I could have done better I could have dealt with the situation more gracefully. I could have, you know, and those thoughts kind of come up when I'm in bed after she's asleep and she still um, sleeps in the same bed as us. And, you know, I think it's easier to do that with one kid. Um, And it's just so sweet because I know it's not going to last forever, the co-sleeping. But, you know, I'll lay next to her and I'll replay the day and, sometimes judgments will come up towards myself of like how I could have been more present or, you know, how I could have reacted more gracefully. And I just take note of those things and be really gentle with myself and understand that there's no such thing as perfection. And as long as like I'm being aware and, you know, the fact that I'm even wanting to grow from those experiences makes it enough And that I don't have to, like, beat myself up over, like, not being, you know, this perfect parent. Like, I was never the mom who, like, had snacks in her purse everywhere she went or, like, wipes, you know. And um, I just naturally am not that person. And so I feel like I parent pretty different from a lot of, like, my friends who do have kids, you know, like – you go to the beach and there's the mom who has all of the snacks and like a huge jug of water and 
like the sunscreen, you know, just like different yeah. ways and everyone's way is different and everyone's way is perfect for them. I don't know if I answered that question. I don't really <laughs> remember what it was. It kind of just flowed no, on. It's, but, it's um, perfect. And, um, you know, you mentioned that the year of three was a bit difficult and I know that there's ups and downs and ebbs and flows throughout parenthood just in general but in those moments which are are really trying and you know are really testing you um how what uh, you know, or even just advice that you could give to other moms who are perhaps struggling or feeling like they're not in a good place and you know what what advice would you give I think it really comes back around to how we care for ourselves because how we care for ourselves is a reflection of how we care for other people and how we can, you know, give that energy. And so I feel like, you know, the days that I am meditating and, you know, dedicating that like 10 minutes in the morning to myself, then I realize that like those blow ups don't happen or, you know, they would have happened, but my reaction is just so different when I'm in a, a more calm space and I try to like do active meditations. So like if I'm walking on the beach, you know, I'll like consider that like an active meditation or I was really into kickboxing for a while and that's like aggressive, you know, but for me, it felt like a meditation um, and tapping into that breath and that flow of just pausing and like taking an inhale and exhaling and being aware of our breath because it's so important. And it's one thing that like can really bring us back into our body and keep us anchored. Um, so I would say, you know, doing whatever it is that we can to dedicate ourselves to the self-care that we need and then also um, you know, when those moments arise, pausing and taking a deep breath. And you can even look at your child and say, we're going to do a couple of deep breaths together, then analyze the situation. Um, I feel like that has been really helpful to me is really tapping into the breath and same, you know, that carried me throughout my whole delivery of Jaya. And I had a really, really long labor and it just felt like my breath was carrying me through the whole thing and just like really digging deep into the breath and inhale and exhale and you know turning it into turning pain into meditation um is really beautiful because it can shift your perspective you know and so um I think those are the that's the advice that I have is to really like tap into your breath. I think that's wonderful advice. You know, it, and even, you know, you just mentioned as well, it, it's almost in the sense of when those moments arise, taking a moment to think, okay, before I react, like, how can I respond to this situation? And just giving yourself a second to assess it before kind of jumping, which isn't always easy to do and it's not we're not perfect so it's not going to happen every time yeah and then being like gentle with yourself when you know you are laying in bed at night and thinking about the day and you know or even like after that moment of explosion happens like it, it's always okay to apologize you know and say you know 
I've said this to Jaya many times, like, I'm so sorry I, you know, reacted that way. It's, I was upset and I shouldn't have done that. And, you know, next time I'll try to do better. That's true. You know, self-care is just so important. And I'm just curious to how you find the time to balance being the mom in you and then also finding that that time is it you know after Jaya goes to bed at night or are you you know maybe Evan comes in and allows you to go and do your surfing or you know how do you create that flexibility in your lifestyle so that you can parent and be you Mm -hmm. it changes all the time and what I realized is that you don't get what you want unless you ask for it that's so true (laughs) if I know I want to go surfing then I'll like make it known that I I you know it's all about communication and um and also you know like being okay with like putting her in front of the iPad so that I can have a moment to take a bath you know, or, you know, I'm not like a schedule person. And so there's no set time that, you know, I wake up every day, although I would like to do that. I keep trying to convince myself to do that, set an alarm early. On the new and full moons, I was going through a routine where I would set my alarm early before school started, and I would do a tea ceremony. And that felt so satisfying. um, Just starting your day like that. But you know, I don't have like a, a set thing, but I do communicate with Evan when I do want to go surf or if I need to go run the beach. Um, but my the thing that I do commit to is uh, my bath time ritual. So I dry brush every night before a bath and um, I do have a bathtub. So I make myself a bath and I put Epsom salts in and some essential oils and um, you know, sometimes I only have 10 minutes or even five, you know, but I know that like just the act of dry brushing is really amazing for my lymphatic system and my nervous system. And so doing things like that, like dry brushing or even like committing to, um, you know, the supplements that I take in the morning and it's all the little things that add up to my self-care process and, you know, taking the time to like smell the products that I use regularly and, um, you know, gently massage them into my face and, you know, mask twice a week and just like pausing and like letting myself know that like I am allowed and deserving of the time that I need to put my product on or take a bath um, and read a book. And, you know, these things get a lot easier as your kids get older. Like, you know, I just remember it being a lot more challenging when Jaya was younger. Um, But, you know, she is older now and it's really sweet because she can do a lot on her own. And, you know, we have really great communication and we laugh and we have tender moments and we fight and our relationship is deep. Um, I once was talking to this woman who read my Akashic records and she had said that Jaya and I were sisters in a past life and she had died and um, of like this random 
like influenza or like pneumonia or something like that. And um, it was like really sudden and abrupt. And, you know, fear was like one of the major things that came up with motherhood for me is, um, you know, all of a sudden you start to think of like all of the ways that this precious life could be taken from you. Anyway, so when I was speaking to this woman, all of that rang so true. I just started flowing into tears because I like knew that we have or had like another lifetime together. And this was like our chance to be together again. And it just feels so accurate. And that feels, you know, really true for me. But that's another thing I kind of want to talk about is the fear that comes up as we become mothers, because I know for myself, it became like really um, real when I became a, a mother, you know, like just driving or, um, you know, checking to see if she was breathing yeah. in the <laughs> middle of the night. And, <laughs> you know, yeah. all of those things are just so real and they happen and, you know, like, they're just the most beautiful and amazing gift and also like so a part of our ego which is not what motherhood is about or should be about at all but you know if we really like get raw like a lot of mothers really attach themselves to their kids and that identification of a mother and this is my child yeah who am I without them there's um this book called Conscious Parenting and it just taught me so much about like releasing that and like she's not mine she's her own person and I'm here to facilitate to help her nurture whatever it is whatever gifts that she was here to be put on this earth for and so that I think once I realized that and was able to shift that like I'm just here to support and facilitate and nurture her and that there is a separation. Like I'm, she's not mine. We're in this together and how can I help her? Yeah. And how is she helping me to grow, you know, in so many more is when so many more ways that I could even express in one phone call or one podcast and interview. And I think they actually probably help us grow way more than we do with them it's almost like a reflection but you don't want to be putting I think it is so easy to put your your fears and your insecurities and your past experiences in life like how you were raised or you know everything that that goes with becoming uh, an adult all of the all of the stuff that make us who we are, I think it's easy to then, without even knowing it, subconsciously putting that on your children or the way that you're parenting. So I think it's really amazing to even just say that you're working on or creating this this separate and clear, I guess, break between you and, and your child and knowing that they are 100% their own person and their life is go is theirs and we are just here to help them along the way and that's that's it and of course share in such an amazing journey it's that's really beautiful because I haven't really gone there with my son I mean I guess I'm you know I'm learning every day of course but that's quite a wonderful thing to kind of take away from all of this as well that fear is so real Like I'm doing this podcast with you and he's asleep and I am like looking at the monitor like every three seconds. 
just like making sure he's good <laughs> it's really much. hard to let go of that you know and and it yeah. it's our responsibility as well to keep them alive and so and has safe and so has that fair i think it's natural. become less now or are you still is it is it just there um i think you know i'm a scorpio um and i have a sun and moon in Scorpio as well. I'm not an astrologer. I don't actually know that much about astrology, but I've had my chart read many times. And um, I do tend to go into the light and dark. You know, I, I really deeply understand that the duality is important in um, this life and it's everywhere and all around us. And I naturally have like a tendency to go really dark in my head. Just, I I mean, it's kind of even hard to explain. I'm not like a negative person at all, but I feel like, you know, I just, my friends always tease me all the time because they know this about me and I'll be like, you know, just say like an absurd thing. Like, I don't know. I, it's kind of even embarrassing to say like the thoughts that come into my head, but um, so no, that it hasn't, the fears don't go away, but I think yeah. that there's more trust. There's just a, a deeper trust in knowing that everything happens for a reason yeah. um, and not being like a victim to life and understanding, you know, just again, like that shift in perspective that like, I think that things yeah. happen for us and not to us. And, um, and also I really deeply practiced, you know, like I mentioned, she started walking at nine months old and I was so freaked out and exhausted, like chasing after her and, um, you know, watching her fall. And it's kind of, you know, it's new territory, especially if you've never gone through that before. Um, And she was always really active. And so I just started practicing, you know, I was like, I really need to shift this. And so I started practicing creating um like a shield of safety around her just energetically and I remember the first time I like really practiced it we were in the kitchen and I was like you know by the the kitchen sink and she was pretty far away from me I want to say like 20 feet away and I had practiced like putting that like energetic shield around her of protection and she had fallen and I leaped from across the room and like right when her head was supposed to touch the ground, my hand like cradled her head, like a pad. And, you know, like we as mothers have like this crazy superpower. And if we're able to like just trust in that and create it and believe in it, um, amazing things happen. And I really, yeah, it's I like really this believe in extra that. instinct that's in you that just all of a sudden becomes open when you have this child. And I'm just so much more aware of everything now that I didn't even realize before. It's really quite amazing what you're capable of as not only a woman, but as a mother as well. Yeah, it's very animalistic, you know, like the whole birthing process and then, you know, tapping into those, like just being ultra aware of every little thing. And um, it's really cool. It's really amazing. I used to think men, you know, I used to think, gosh, when I was younger, men 
have it so easy. They can pee wherever they want. They can like walk around with their shirts off and all of this. And I'm, I'm so grateful that I came into this life as a woman because we're really badass. Like we can do so many things that men can't do. Like they just really like physically aren't capable of doing. And I think there's um, just such beauty in being a woman and, you know, the sisterhood and the bonds that are created being a woman and also like raising a daughter. Yeah, that is really, would be really quite, special. Uh, quite amazing to raise a daughter. And I think especially in, in this time when women are super liberated and even the fact that we just get to have conversations like this and it be okay and, you know, talk about the hardships and talk about sex and talk about all of these different things that were just not, you, you know, in our, even in our parents' timelines, like that stuff wouldn't have been there. So just watching the growth of womanhood and then of course, for you being able to raise, raise one is quite a magical it really is. I mean, I feel like it's definitely not a coincidence and it's super karmic and, you know, working through, you know, the patriarchy and like I come from, so I'm first generation American and my mom is full Filipino from the Philippines and my dad is Costa Rican from Costa Rica. And so I come from like this lineage of women really not having the freedom of having a voice, you know, it was really about like survival. And like you said, like these conversations just weren't happening. They weren't accepted. They weren't available. And um, I feel like that is like a really big part of the work that I've been working through in my own life and raising a daughter is, you know, freeing this voice that has been so um controlled and fear-based for generations and generations you know like women weren't treated well they didn't have the freedoms that we have and I just feel like it's such a blessing to be able to like go to all of the places that like you know my grandmother like never even could dream about you know or grandmothers and um it feels like such a, an amazing privilege and I, I don't take that for granted exactly. for one second. And I think just on the flip side for, for me as well to raise a son in this world as, and being a woman where women are free, being able to shift the status quo of what it is to be masculine is quite cool as well. And hopefully he can just grow up to, to be in complete awe and honor of womanhood and then also this new masculinity that we're creating as well because I think men have also had a hard time in their own identity and what it means to be a man and what that stereotype is like and how it can be diminishing sometimes to be the macho strong guy don't cry you know show show emotions whatever it is so it's cool you know to raise young girls and allow them to flourish and it's also cool to raise young boys and give them a space to be who they are which so it's we're in a very cool time to parent I think we are and we need you know I think that there's like a huge shift in consciousness right now and like how you know our generation is parenting and it's so beautiful and so necessary and like you were saying for the men 
to grow up honoring the women and the feminine in, yeah. in their selves as well, you know? And um, it's really amazing to hear you say that because I feel like that is where the shift also is like gonna happen. And I would really love to hear about, you know, how your your relationship with your partner from the beginning stages you know, has kind of evolved, you know, I think, I mean, as I've said this a hundred (laughs) times throughout this, obviously we're, we're fresh into this and our relationship and our connection has definitely shifted in some ways and grown in others. We're not in the same world right now, physically feeling that connected, but partnership wise, we're super strong. So I would just love to hear throughout, you know, six years of being with somebody and parenting with somebody, how how your relationship has evolved and what are the ways that you prioritize that or just take the time even in the early, you know, just in the early stages of becoming a parent. Um, yeah, so my husband and I have been together for 11 years and then we had Jaya, you know, six years ago and then got married when she was close to two years old um and our relationship has been through many many ups and downs and you know I'm gonna be super honest it's been very very challenging you know we started a business together we still run that business together we are business partners we're lovers we're friends we're parents together and there are some really, really challenging times and, you know, throwing a child into the mix makes it even more challenging because our focus then isn't like on ourselves and each other. It's all revolving around this one little human. And I feel like, you know, we go on little surf dates and we haven't like prioritized our relationship as much as I would like. Um, you know, going on dates and, you know, we go through phases and it's all, like I was saying earlier, it's all going to go through phases and, you know, times of like feeling super solid and times where you're really questioning, like, yeah, what am I doing? You know, but I think what's really important is remembering why you fell in love with that person in the beginning, you know, also understanding that we are constantly evolving as human beings, as individuals, and encouraging and honoring that within each other and keeping communication. I feel like it's easy to, you know, go through the, the routine of day to day and not yes. even check in with your partner, you know, and ask them and look them in the eye and ask them, how are you doing today? Like, you know, we're raised mm-hmm. off of fairy tales where, you know, the men come and save the day and we all have to take accountability and for ourselves and um, ask when we need help. And I think that that really, you know, allowed my partner to step up and to be involved as a parent, you know, like by asking and saying, like, this is how I need help or you know, carving out this time and saying, I'm going to a workout class at five. Can you please be with Jaya? You know, um, like making requests to go on dates or, you know, even just like making the reservation yourself and saying, you know, we're going on a date tonight. 
um, and not like feeling like resentment because, you know, the other person didn't initiate it or whatever it is. One thing I know is that like we'll always be in each other's lives no matter what. We will always be friends. We'll always, you know, have a deep love for each other. And he gave me like the greatest gift of all. And that's Jaya and our time together in the last 11 years and our time together now. And it's really just important to like acknowledge that he's who he is, I'm who I am, and we come together as husband and wife. And I was doing this um, work with this woman the other month and she was saying, you know, she's a psychotherapist and really well-renowned and um, or world-renowned. And she was saying that, you know, one of the biggest mistakes is she'll do a class with a bunch of with couples and she'll have you know one on one side of the room one of the couple or one person and then on the other side the other person and she'd say okay how far would you go to make this relationship work and they both go to the other side and cross paths when really like we should be stopping in the middle and that's like where I think you know we all where I know that I've gotten lost in the past is is feeling like I needed to like overextend myself. Communication is such a a big thing and the fairy tale because that's been an issue that I've had throughout my in every relationship that I've had including the one that I'm in you know expecting not that he's going to save me but just that it's supposed to look a certain way and just this realization that it's not like that and maybe starts like that, but it evolves and it shifts and the way that your partnership grows, the subtleties of it, the simplicities within it, the comfort that that comes with a long-term partner is actually quite well in my, just in my opinion, stronger and greater than the lust that was in the beginning. So even just shifting your mindset from that perspective has been a huge thing for for us because we've we've had um you know on and offs and you know breakups here and there and and just trying to allow allow each other the space to grow and then just realize that there's so much more to a lifelong partnership than just the beginning For sure. And it takes work and it takes nurturing. And, you know, there's a flame that ignites when two people come together and flames go out if they're not being stoked. You know, they're not, it's not something that will just stay forever. It takes work and it takes nurturing and it takes caring for and it takes checking in and, um, yeah. And yeah, and then, you know, it's not always going to be easy. I do, you know, have a couple of friends who have like very solid partners and I'm, you know, really, it's hard not to look at them and say like, gosh, like, where did I go wrong? You know, and also we don't ever know what's happening behind closed doors. And so that's also like something that I always have to remind myself when I tend to like look on the outside is you know things aren't always as they seem to be and 
um, I love that we're having this conversation to really like dive deep into the, the realness of relationships and parenting and um, motherhood and being a woman. And it's so beautiful that we can have such an open yeah, and in-depth conversation. Well, thank you for sharing that part. Cause I know some, you know, relationships are, are sacred. Motherhood is, is sacred. So you know, to share that with me, we've just met on social media for the purpose of this podcast. So I really, really honor your, your thoughts and your opinions on this stuff. So really appreciate that. Um, and my, really, my last question is, you know, you're, you obviously sound like a very, you know, spiritual person. And how has your journey to your spiritual self you know, crafted the way that you parent? Yeah, it's definitely the spirituality came, you know, before motherhood. And if anything, you know, motherhood has really taught me to be present and to stay in the moment and to be in gratitude. I'm grateful for my curiosity of spirituality. And, you know, I was raised really religious. Um, actually into a Mormon family on my dad's side. And then my mom, you know, was this kind of wild free spirit. And so it was really beautiful for me to have both dualities, you know, of having like the really strict and formal religious aspect and dedication from my dad's side. And then to see my mom kind of, just going through life without that and um you know childhood was not always easy they weren't together since I was like I don't even know I don't remember them together ever um and so I had always two homes and you know they were also really young when they had me and so we were moving around a lot and you know my mom navigating who she is as a as her own person outside of being a mother and finding wanting to find partnership and you know getting involved with men that were awful and you know having that foundation of my dad who was really spiritual and kind of strict and like this like side of like I don't know, a part that I couldn't like fully relate to. Um, and I think that's what really sparked like my curiosity to like finding my own essence and tapping into like natural foods. And I think what really struck my spirituality was when I started practicing yoga at 15, um, that whole like esoteric side of life really was intriguing to me and it felt like really familiar and um you know obviously like no judgment for like any religions at all I think that they all have you know the beauty of like just being really good human beings and being of service and um anyway but yoga really like strikes my curiosity for spirituality and what that means and who I am and how you know my belief is that God yeah. is within me it's within you it's in within all of us and it's an essence and an energy and um you know that we're all connected and that there's no divide and 
you know, of course, we get thrown off path um, when our ego gets involved and, you know, triggers are triggered. But, you know, what I really believe is that we're, you know, all spiritual beings and we're here to carry light and to share that light and to like our real truest essence is love and um that there's magic all around and i'm really you know grateful to be able to explore that and i know that there are a lot of women out there who are curious and you know under very harsh circumstances like aren't allowed to like have the conversation or even pick up a book or, you know, step outside of whatever isn't allowing them to explore that. And so I do feel really grateful for that free agency to um, continue to explore. And, you know, I could be totally wrong. I don't know, but that's what I believe today and in this moment. And um, that's beautiful. That's really beautiful. Yeah. I just want to thank you so much for, sharing a part of your soul with us today and um, just giving us a little peek into the window of your world and your motherhood and yourself and your journey. It's, it's really um, amazing to be able to, to see that and hear that. And if there's any, you know, thoughts or just final notes or pieces of advice that you'd like to offer and, um, you know, please do. And then, of course, if there's anything that you'd like to shine a light on within yourself or what you have going on, please do so as well. Thank you. I really appreciate um, the invitation to be involved in this conversation. And um, I love, you know, where it took us. And I'm so grateful. And um, I don't know if you plan on publishing this like during the COVID-19 pandemic um but you know obviously we're all in this together and i know that at times it can feel like our whole world is crumbling beneath us and you know like the sky is falling um and it's just really hard to make sense of it um but i think that you know it's important for us to realize that we are in this together and i had a really amazing realization the other day you know we rely heavily on tourism our business is based off of tourism we have like many many others have no you know source of income coming in and it's really easy to get sucked down that rabbit hole of fear and um, i go through moments where i have like major breakdowns and then you know we'll have beautiful moments of hope and trust that everything's going to be totally fine if not better um But I do want to say that, you know, we are much more valuable than any monetary means. And our lives are so much more important than, you know, money or industry. And and I feel like that really helped me to come out of, like, you know, almost a depression that I was in. I was like, no, this is my life. And I am valuable and I am worth so much more than money you know because of the fear of it not coming in right now and and it really made me question like my my values and like okay if 
that's what my worth is dependent on right yeah. now, then something's really wrong. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to share that in case, you know, anyone was feeling that way. And I think this will likely come out. I mean, I unfortunately feel like this, you know, pandemic that we're in is going to last a little while. And um, some of the not so nice effects of it will linger for a bit. So I think when this comes out, your words of, of wisdom will really ring true for quite a few people who are listening, including myself. And these times are so uneasy and there's not a lot of control that are that's in our hands but what we do have control over is our light and where we place that and you know how we view things and what you know even just shifting our values and our mindset as best as we can of course there's some situations where where the realities are a lot harsher than others but um yeah so thank you so much for sharing that that's wonderful yeah thank you so much and I also just want to say one more thing is like it's okay when those feelings of like despair and fear come up like we just have to acknowledge Absolutely. those and like be okay with feeling that way um and realize that it's a fleeting moment and a fleeting thought and and again that yeah. our value isn't based upon that as humans you know and we survived for thousands and thousands of years by bartering and living in community and, you know, relying heavily on each other. I think the fact that we've been forced to band together in just humanity is at least one positive that's coming out of, of all of this. Thank you so much, Brittany. This was really a really amazing um, opportunity and I'm so grateful. And thank you for taking the time to have conversations and to empower women and new mothers. And Thank you. Like, thank you so much for your time and your words. Like, you've shared so much with us. So, you know, I really appreciate you giving us like a peek into your life and your family. So please send my love to them and um, have an amazing rest of your day. That's a wrap on this week's episode. Thank you so much for joining us. And I can't wait to continue to bring these wonderful stories to your life. Meet Me Downstairs will always be a platform that supports and honors moms in whatever shape or form that they are in. So we can't wait to just continue this wonderful epic journey together. All the best and we will chat with you on the next episode.